0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner, Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mazuda Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizzuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuda Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Pop, your home for pop culture talk every other week right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside my favorite hockey puck. As always, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how you doing today, my friend?
2: Oh, I was great until you just insulted me there. You, uh, <laughs> you, you basketball
1: rim. <laughs> I'm good at this. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You're really good at this, actually. Uh, (laughs) So welcome back, listeners. We are we're cracking out the big ones today. We are the jokes. uh, They're on fire today. We are talking about the late, great Don Rickles. Somebody who I've rabbit holed on YouTube. Actually, that sounds a little weird. I've rabbit holed YouTube videos. Yeah, set on this kind of (laughs) sexual. Just, a, just a smidge. Uh, I rab- you can already tell what today's episode is gonna be like. I
2: wrapped, I wrapped a whole no wife last night.
1: <laughs> you can, uh, yeah. This episode is already gonna be a hot mess. But yeah, so we're gonna take a look at the, the, the career, the life of Don Rickles. Uh, one of the most, uh, I'd call the most important, maybe uh, one of the most in the classical sense, uh, in a weird sense, uh, one of the most important comedians of all time. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the history of Mr. Don Rickles.
0: Now, Don, <laughs> give, us, give us an idea how
3: Las Vegas has changed in 51 well, years. you know, in my day, it was my day, when I first started out, it was a lot of sand, and a lot of guys that talked like, uh, hey, Frank, what do you want to do later? Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> And these guys went to college. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and they all sat around smelling their guns. <laughs> and, uh... All right, Johnny. So I want to know, because you
1: are, you are a sucker for comedy, right? You like, you like doing comedy. You, got, you do your jokes. Uh, I see you on Twitter all the time, social media. You pour out the jokes. I want to ask you first, because this might mean a little bit more to you than it does to me. What, is, what does Don Rickles mean to you?
2: When I was in my early 20s, I really wanted to make comedy some sort of career for myself, right? that's Because that's what I was really interested in. I was a giant comedy nerd, especially then. I always felt that I could crack a joke since middle school. I, I still literally remember, I don't even remember what the joke was, but I was in middle school and I made some joke and everybody in the class laughed and then I was just hooked on trying to get people to laugh from there. And then I started being drawn to uh, comedians. And for whatever reason, it took me a while to get to Don Rickles. But the reason I discovered him was because other comedians that I liked would bring him up. They would talk about him. These are comedians from all different types of comedy, from your, um, you know, from like your really hardcore type comedy down to your alt scene, you know, down to like your squeaky clean comedy. All of them, all of these major figures would talk about Don Rickles, and to the point where they made him almost like he was <laughs> like he was in a shrine or something and that he was this amazing comedian, and uh, especially when I was younger, I really loved insult comedy, I've kind of, to be honest, kind of grown out of it now, because I've gotten old, and and uh, <laughs> and I was just like, well, why can't we just be nice, but, uh, you know, it was just, and then I would just start looking at his stuff, and this guy was so freaking quick, uh, he is the definition uh, to me, and the Uh, and the father of insult comedy. I'm sure there were some that did it before him, but he's the one that really stood out to me because that's... I mean, heck, you know, freaking Frank Sinatra loved this guy, you know? Uh, Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah, everyone, literally everyone from Frank Sinatra to Sarah Silverman, like, it just runs that wide of a gambit, loved Don Rickles, and it was an honor to be insulted by him. That's how... Uh, that's how much of a legend he was. Like literally if you got insulted by him, that was a good day. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's cause he was, he was pretty hardcore. I mean, that's, I'm sure we'll get into it. Some of his jokes don't age super well now, uh, but that's kind of comedy in general. Um, if you take comedy that was done even just 10 years ago, I'm sure a lot of it doesn't age well now. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on how you feel about comedy. I don't like to censor comedy, even if I don't think it's funny. I still don't want to censor it, but that's me, personally. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Don Rickles, man, he didn't care, either. He was fearless, uh, you know. He would just, literally, I watched, uh, before recording this, I found, like, these, it was supposed to be like Don Rickles, some of his best insults. Literally, sitting there just insulting President Ronald Reagan right to
1: his face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> didn't care, didn't care. Uh. No, he didn't. I, I, I think that's why I admired him so much. Is because he didn't. Yeah, I think that's why he didn't care. Um, it, it, like, yeah, it, it it's it's probably why I liked him so much. And you know, again, rabbit hole of YouTube videos. Uh, extra emphasis on the YouTube videos. Uh, he didn't. He didn't care who you were. Uh, he didn't care about race gender political status none of that he didn't care and he let it went off and it was accepted back then it almost uh you know it's almost a reflection about how much our culture has changed yeah uh in a way when you see how what his comedy was back from when he was you know top of the world to what it's, you know what it's like today but he just stands out and, and maybe i just have an older taste i, I don't know um you know, I'm me personally. I'm not really into the big PC culture thing, so I think Don Rickles is is great, and and people around it. You know, people around him of those different ethnicities and all that. They they enjoyed it. They appreciated. It. They loved it. They uh, they laughed with. Well, him. I think I think but, it, I think
2: it does help in his situation especially that literally he made fun of everybody. Like he didn't just make fun of one group of people or one type of person. Literally yes. everybody
1: he he made fun of, everybody. including
2: Jewish people, which exactly. and he was
1: Jewish, so. He was Jewish, yes, exactly. And then, uh, how often do you see that happen? Usually, it's everybody else that's not Jewish insulting the Jews. So, no, he was he was uh, he was ruthless, man. He was fun. Uh, he just had a certain way of talking to people, like he knew when to take it up and to take it down a notch. Uh, and we'll talk about we'll probably talk about some of his roasts and all that stuff. But I, that was one of the biggest things. I watched a lot of his roasts, and he get really like angrily funny, like ang- like. He was coming off as angry, and it came off so, so good. He he knew flow, I guess to say. He knew how to st- you know flow his comedy, and it, it just worked very, very well. And He had a very long, successful career for that reason. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely had uh, – good gosh. I mean, I'm sure you'll get into it, but he literally did comedy his almost his entire life, it seems.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he started – well, we'll get to it in a moment. But, yeah, he, he went all the way till his death in, in uh, 2017, so – uh, yeah, he's he's wonderful. I mean, my early impression of him—I didn't even know it at the time—and it made me appreciate the Toy Story cast a little bit more. But was his role as as Mr. Potato Head in uh in in Toy Story, you know, the voice acting? And I like—I hear that I'm like, oh man, Don Rickles was Mr. Potato Head, and then you look at some of the other you know voice actors. I'm like, oh my god, this cast is legendary. Yes, it's really, really it's really, really good. I mean, we're, we're going to uh, get so it's really cool. we're
2: going to get to it at the very end of the show. But literally, they're, uh, Don Rickles and who I'm going to cover next episode are
1: linked by Toy Story. It's so cool. So cool. I can't wait. I can't wait to dive into it. Um, yeah. Is that all? Uh, Do you have any more to add?
2: No, I'm ready to find out some about uh, him growing up and his history here.
1: All right. Let's do this thing. Let's go into the actual history of the life and times of Don Rickles.
3: I feel great. Before you, before you jump all over me, from
1: me, jump all over me. Say, let me I'm not that say. lonely. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Mr. Donald J. Rickles, born in uh, born in Queens, New York, on May eighth. So, happy belated birthday. Uh, 1926 to Jewish parents, Max and Etta. Etta. So they were from. His dad was from. Uh, Lithuania, which is part of the Russian Empire back in the day, uh, they emigrated in 1903, and then his mom was from uh, Austrian, to Aust- from Austrian. Her parents were from Austria, excuse me, and he grew up in Jackson Heights. And after graduating Newtown High School, he enlisted in the United States Navy. And actually served during World War II on the motor torpedo boat tender USS Cyrene. Yeah, that's got to be really personal, right? He's a Uh, pretty—I mean, World War II. I would say so.
2: Obviously, everybody knows World War II and what how horrible it was to the Jewish people. Uh, Man, and that's where he came from. I mean, his family was from Austria. For crying out loud, Uh, that had to be very personal for him. Even if he would—I don't know if he ever actually talked about it—but wow, I couldn't even imagine. Of course, if you know, if I felt my family. You know, he had to have family over there still, right? I mean, they just came from there. He uh, had to have some relatives over there or something. And man, it's gonna be so personal to know that your your people are being uh, having some terrible, horrible things done to them. Uh, man, oh my God, couldn't even imagine.
1: It, I I I am curious because obviously you and my, me are history guys. I, I would be curious to see how many like if there was a stat figure for that for how many just Jews regardless enlisted in militaries all over the world to fight against, you know, people like Hitler and all that. Yeah. So uh, I'd be very curious. But, yeah, you're, you're probably right. that it, it probably was very, very personal for him. And, uh, yeah, he was a first-class – I'm going to to laugh at this – seaman. Seaman. Uh, he was first-class in that. He was honorably discharged in 1946. And two years later, turning to be a dramatic actor, he studied at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, then played in bit parts on television. Uh, he wasn't getting a whole lot of work, and this is kind of where his uh, his career started to pick up. He started to perform at various comedy clubs in New York, Miami, and Los Angeles. Uh, became known as an insult comedian when he responded to hecklers, and they enjoyed the audience enjoyed it so much that he just made it part of his act. So, yeah, uh, I, I found
2: it. Fa- we all love. Yeah, I found it yeah. fascinating that when he was starting out in comedy, he basically said that when he was trying to do his own jokes. That it, he was wasn't getting as many laughs as he would like, but the second he started insulting people yeah. in the crowd, everybody loved it. And that's that's how he kind of found yeah. his niche in comedy, uh, which is why I've always it's... said comedy is entirely subjective. Uh, even your like oh it is a type of comedy I'm good at or I feel I'm good at somebody else may not be, but they'll be good at a different type of comedy. Like some people are really dry with their sense of humor, but they're crazy funny because of it, and I'm very jealous <laughs> of that. Uh, I have a lot of, I have. Uh, Trevor, you know, one of my best pals is his humor can be incredibly dry, but it makes me laugh so hard, and <laughs> I'm very jealous of it. Uh, and I'm really jealous of how quick and fast Don Rickles
1: was. Holy cow, that guy was fast. He was quick, like like you know, like old West days, Wild, wild West days, just quick to the hit, you know, quick to the hip, and he just bam, just unloaded, and I'm like, it's that's like incredible reaction time. I don't have that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have anything close to that. I, I yeah. He just and that's that's the way you got to be, I guess. In, in stand up comedy, it's it's good to be like that in life. Who? How are you going to argue with somebody who's quick to you know just insults you as quickly as he does? Like <laughs> it, comparably, like I, I'm looking at this like from my football perspective. Andrew Luck, a couple years ago, quarterback for Indianapolis Colts, he had a pretty quick release time of like two point something seconds. Don Rickles probably beat him that but by by a little bit as far as joke comebacks. So, uh, I give a lot of credit credit to Don Rickles. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, back to what your your uh your point about him and you know, insulting hecklers and this and that. He used to call the audience hockey pucks. Uh that was his nickname for them and, and I was talking to Johnny before on air. I didn't know it watching Toy Story. I never understood that reference. I thought he was just Mr. He did a line where Mr. Potato Head called a legit hockey puck toy a hockey puck, and I didn't get it. And then I read and found out about him. Like, oh my god, all this time, and I never knew. I never knew that was that was Don Rickles go to hockey pucks. Such a weird insult, uh, but yeah, that's what uh, that's what he went to. Uh, 1950s. He started uh, he started working in Murray Franklin's nightclub in Miami Beach, Florida, and Rickles spotted a guy by the name of Frank Sinatra and remarked to him, hey, I just saw your movie The Pride and the Passion, and I want to tell you the canon's acting was great. And he had <laughs> to make yourself at home, Frank, hit, hit somebody. <laughs> and that's quote for quote. <laughs> uh, so good, so good. Uh, Sinatra then gave him a nickname uh, called Bullethead and enjoyed him so much that he other celebrities to see Rickles act and be insulted by him. And Sinatra's support actually... That's what helped transcend Rickles to the mainstream. Uh, You know, he became a popular headliner in Las Vegas. And uh, he got edited during a Dean Martin Celebrity Roast special. Rickles was one of those who uh, got to take part in roasting Sinatra, uh, which is really cool. And he he became a regular of that, too. He he roasted everybody, uh, everybody, presidents, just everybody. Uh, Reckles earned the nicknames the Merchant of Venom and Mr. Warmth for his poking fun at people of all ethnicities and all walks of life. When he was introduced to an audience or on a television talk show, uh, La Virgin de la Macarena would usually be played, subtly foreshadowing someone about to be metaphorically gored. Uh, (laughs) So he had, he just, his reputation preceded him, uh, so to speak. Uh, 1950s, he made his, uh, 1958 to be exact, he made his film debut in uh, run silent run deep and throughout the 1960s he often appeared on television in sitcoms and dramatic series uh guest starred get smart as sid uh in an episode of run, run for your life rickles portrayed a distressed comedian whose act culminates when he strangles a patron while employing the patron to laugh <laughs> 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 and it's it's <laughs> it, very interesting very interesting um, let's see. Rickles also appeared in the Beach Party film. We'll go through some of the the, the films he uh, he appeared in. But uh, around this time, yeah, he had a White House dinner, and Barbara Bush teased him about his decision to appear in the, all those Beach Party films. And uh, so he got he got a little bit of his come up in 70s and 80s. Rickles had a notable role as Crap Game in Kelly's Heroes, which I think is a pretty popular show. My parents, well, at least my mom references it quite a bit. Uh, and he shared the marquee poster with uh, Clint Eastwood, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, he, it's it's yeah, that's pretty big. That's definitely your come up, getting your come up. in 1972, he had his own TV show called the Don Rickles Show with Pat McCormick and uh, as a sidekick. And it only lasted 13 episodes, but uh, he's made quite a few. You know, just bouncing around celebrity roast specials. He appeared quite a bit on the uh, the Tonight Show when Johnny Carson was hosting it. Uh, (laughs) They went back and forth quite a bit. It was actually a very fun, uh, very fun relationship. Uh, He was a panelist in Hollywood Squares, and uh, he was actually depicted in comic book form by Mister Jack Kirby at one time. I thought that uh, was really cool. During that was neat. That was something I didn't know. I didn't realize, but you. We'd probably be surprised as how many like you know, celebrity cameo appearances have made comic books. We'd probably be really surprised, but yeah, he's part of uh, during his work on Superman's Jimmy the Jimmy Olsen series. Well, so I mean, on top of that, it's, 70s. it's
2: you know, it's freaking Kirby. You know, holy cow!
1: Yeah, Kirby's a big deal. Yeah, Kirby's a big big deal. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's a pretty neat little little thing there too. Um, nineteen eighties and nineties. He began to perform as Steve Lawrence in concerts in Las Vegas in 83 85 uh, Sinatra asked was asked to perform at Ronald Reagan's second inaugural bell and he insisted Rickles be allowed to perform and do it unrehearsed uh, Rickles considered this performance the highlight of his career and I actually watched it I watched it you know while I was being quarantined and oh my God so good so good and it's another th- nice thing too because Rickles was a Rickles was a Democrat. Right. Uh, Nowadays, that's unheard of. It's almost unheard of. Everybody's so opposing of each other's, you know, the other side's viewpoints. But he went there and he he did great. Uh, It was definitely worth watching. We'll probably put a clip of it in transition for this episode, but go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, 1990, he appeared in the second season uh, episode of Tales from the Crypt titled The Ventriloquist's Dummy. Uh, and just, yeah, just a bunch of other movie roles and, and this and that, of course. The Toy Story one, probably one of his his bigger ones, it, it, at least for this newer generation of, of people who respect his work. Uh, he was in 1990's Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. I remember that movie very little bit. Not it's not quite the original, but I do remember it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of his history is just appearing in, a, in movies. He's been in so many. We'll get through the stats in just a moment. Uh, but he, what a you know wonderful career. He also was on like the Tonight Show
2: and the Johnny Carson Show a lot. Like he would show up on those often, and that's to me that's kind of where he really got big because especially back then those shows were watched really heavily. There wasn't a lot of other options you know you could really go to, so people would watch these late shows like Johnny yeah. Carson. No,
1: it, uh, and, that was a, No, that was a big one.
2: Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite things that. He, <laughs> One of my favorite stories that Rickles would tell is is apparently he was at some restaurant one time with this with this woman and Sinatra was there and he goes up to Frank and he goes, Hey, can you at some point come over to my table and, and kinda of make kinda of make me a big deal? Uh, you know, I got this lady here, I want to impress her. So so Frank gets up and goes over there a little later and says, Hey Don, how's it going? And Rickles was like, Hey, 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 can you see I'm busy here, Frank? <laughs>
1: I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a good story. Oh, but that's just that's just who he was, man. It was that was it. Uh, And I think that the the thing we admire most, and we talked a little bit about in the personal history, is that he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He worked his entire life. uh, Comedy. I I was watching some of his later shows. He did like a dinner with Don or something like that, and he had guests like Snoop Dogg and Zach Galifianakis on. Uh, He. He works all the way to the grave, and yeah. it's 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 pretty admirable, uh. You know what he's done. He's just so he's done he's done so much in the world of comedy, and uh, you know I didn't obviously when I heard he died. You know I was saddened, but I wasn't as big of a fan of Rickles until obviously post mortem. But um, I mean, but yeah, I mean that's his history in a nutshell. Just a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of nightclub performances, a lot of. Um, you know, stand-up specials just everywhere, everywhere you needed a comedian. Uh, Don Rickles was probably there insulting somebody, uh, <laughs> being very a little a little racy uh, by today's standards. But um, yeah, regardless, pre- one one of the best of all time, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, he definitely to me is the is the like the creator of insult comedy. I'm sure that, like I said before, oh. I'm, I'm sure other ones did it, but he's the one who really brought it
1: to light. He did, he did. I want to delve a little bit into his personal life too. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, that's all his his big celebrity stuff. His personal life. He actually, uh, he Excuse me, March fourteenth, nineteen sixty five. Rickles married Barbara Schuyler, uh, and they were ha- they stayed married. I think all the way to the end, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, he was just talking. She became, you know, content for some of his jokes and and this and that. But uh, yeah. He married her. He had a couple friends. He had friends with like mobsters and stuff. Uh, so he was really in. Like I, I guess that was kind of the Frank Sinatra like fan club. This is that, that those those uh, classic mobsters and Rickles just fit in right fit right in with the company. And yeah, that's some some wild some <laughs> wild stuff. I- he loved his wife
2: like dearly. I mean, even his last tweet that he ever made was about how much he loved his wife. But what's really that's funny right. is if you go back and watch some of his jokes that he would make about her, like, uh, the one that really stands out to me, because he would always, he, he would joke often about how much jewelry she would wear, and uh, one of them was, like, she went swimming and she went swimming with all this jewelry, and, <laughs> and she drowned, because she had so much jewelry on, <laughs> and she's dead now. Like, he would say stuff like that, even though she was obviously perfectly fine. She's going to grow on yeah, and that, people. That's...
1: And that's what it was. That's what it was. It's it's almost like uh, it's like a, almost like he made like a make believe life that he used for his comedy yeah. takes. And it was wonderful. Uh, there, there's a couple other interesting little you know little things too. I hope I'm not butting in on any of your your uh, your did you knows. But here's one that that mobster friend Joe Gallo, uh, Rickles ripped him like a ton. And there's one night in 1972 that uh, that. This Gallo, this crazy Joe Gallo mobster guy, invited Rickles to perform at Umberto's Clam House. No, not perform, just come to it after the show. And Rickles actually declined that offer. And that night, uh, a gunfight erupted at the place and killed that Joe Gallo guy. So it's just a lot of crazy, crazy, what a life, what a life. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 like simply put, what a life. Uh but yes, he did pass away on April 6, 2017 uh, of kidney failure at 90 years old. And he's interred at Mount Sinai Memorial Park Cemetery. But um but yeah, that is that is his life, it is his history in a nutshell. Uh we're going to head on over to Matt stats now and take a look at some uh some little some little numbers and and all that good stuff. So, let's head on over to Matt stats.
3: What a turnout for you, Bob. Huh? Because everybody thought Dolores' album was going to be sold tonight. Have you heard Dolores Hope sing? But it's a great night. Bob, I'm so happy for you, really. But do us a favor. Get off the air.
1: All righty. All righty. So, Rickles has... No, he died quite... Quite a lot of net worth, uh, and he has you know everything that he's done from performances and 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 he's even done like CD albums, like music comedy albums and movies and all that stuff. His estimated net worth was around uh, thirty million dollars, and uh, his estate in California is actually worth two point five million. So quite a bit of money there um, to pass around. Now there's not too much as far as numbers go, uh, like money figures and all that, but I did want to take a look at his IMDb, so movie, you know, just anything anything that he's had a role in acting. Uh, he's had 87 different acting roles, and that's between uh, being, you know, on-screen performance, lending his voice to a TV show uh, or movie. Also, some of his work has include, uh, included video games, some of the Toy Story video games. He's, he actually, uh, you know, a lot of times these he's movie-based you know, video games, they don't have original voice actors. Uh, but Don Rickles, like I think a lot of that Toy Story, if not all of the Toy Story cast, perform, did their voice acting specifically for the video games, which is a pretty neat little thing. Uh, so we'll take a look at, hes yeah, 87. 87 different uh, acting roles. Hassle at the Castle, I think, it was his last one. Uh, even though technically Toy Story 4 was his uh, was his last voice role they, impe- they super impe- they did like a super cut and put his old clips of his voice into the movie which i thought was pretty cool um but he's been in every single toy story feature he did a couple episodes of hot in cleveland in t- 2011 i don't know if you remember that show but i used to watch it a little bit it had betty white in it oh it was yes on tv yes. land i remember it yes it- and uh he was he played the uh Betty White's husband, who was supposedly dead for a long time. He just kind of showed up for two episodes. Uh, let's see. He played uh, in the movie Zookeeper with Kevin James. He was the frog. I don't know if anybody's seen that one. He had an episode in The Bernie Mac Show. Uh, let's see. Dirty Work. He was a voice in Quest for Camelot. That's uh, an animated movie a lot of good stuff. Casino, I feel like he fits in perfectly with that. Uh we already said Tales from the Crypt. Give me a break. Archie Bunker's Place. I know he did a episode of Gilligan's Island as well. It's it's I Dream of Genie. So he's he's really done it all. The Lucy show. I the I love Lucy. Lucy show. Uh he's really really done it all. Andy Griffith. Ooh, I got to find that one. Andy I love the Andy Griffith oh, show. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He was in the Gomer Gomer Pyle uh, show, USMC, Beverly Hillbillies, The Monsters, Dick Van Dyke, Adams Family. Oh my God! This what a Twilight Zone. Interesting. Yeah. He's had quite. He has quite the resume. Uh, like every, just about every classic television. When I think of classic television movies, uh, Don Rickles has appeared in at least one of those. So I mean, what a life! What a life! Anybody that's appeared in
2: both. Um, the Andy Griffith show and the Munsters has my respect.
3: Those are two shows <laughs> I that feel I adore.
1: That. So <laughs> I did. I can sit and marathon Andy Griffith show all day long. Yeah. Um. So that's no, that's awesome to see. But yeah, I mean, those are just some of his uh, some some of his movie parents. Like I said, eighty seven deep. That's 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 quite a, It's quite a resume on top of everything else that he did. So, um. But yeah, that's Matt stats in a GIF. Let's head over to Johnny's. Did you know?
3: Marty, you are the most annoying director I ever had. (laughs) Little guy, he's the kind of guy in prison was the squealer all the time. (laughs) Pulling on your pants like going, let's do it again. (laughs) I said, Marty, it's 85 times De Niro don't have it anymore. He's busy mumbling, mumbling. (laughs) Marty, when we see all the films you did, none of them were great. (laughs)
2: Yeah, we're going to kind of change it up a little bit. I do have a couple did-you-knows, but I also, after that, want to give some of his uh, top insults he said after that, which I will butcher, and I do implore you, if you're listening to this and you've never heard Don Rickles, uh, give him a shot. There's so many uh, YouTube videos you can find him at his finest at. Uh, just look him up on there. Um, <clears throat> he, he actually his album called hello dummy uh, came out in 1968 it actually made the billboard uh, top 200 uh, album chart he actually made it to number 54 that's a big deal for a comedy album uh, his huh. his that's, yeah that's really good yeah so he, but sadly uh, his comedy did better with the billboards than it did with his mom because <laughs> 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 uh, he would he would say that his mom really didn't appreciate his comedy just wanted him to be nice
1: um that's oh that's too funny that's too funny
2: something that i really found fascinating is he wasn't in las vegas a lot uh, like you said but he actually never gambled Uh, he said he he said he never gambled a penny because he couldn't play cards and he never bet uh he was actually in the movie when he was in the movie um in 1969 where it's at uh, he was supposed to play a casino dealer, and he had no idea how to deal the cards. And there's actually a double doing that part for him because he couldn't do it, <laughs> uh, which I found amazing. Interesting. Um, all right, so let's get into some of his uh, – we're not going to do them all, but I found a site that has like his top 15. Uh, but I'm just going to do some of the ones that, really, that I really like. Um, Frank Sinatra, when you enter a room, uh, you have to kiss his ring. I don't mind that, but he has it in his back pocket. Uh, Bob Newhart made the claim that I am his closest friend. I have never met Bob Newhart. <laughs> uh, or okay, Orson Welles, uh, who's a who's a large gentleman. Orson Welles, ladies and gentlemen, has been a great star for so many years. This man has married. Uh, this man was married to a great many women in his life. They're all flat now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no booing. Oh, there's no booing. If there's another outburst, we're going to let Bob Hope get up and do his jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me is... I don't want to do anymore because I feel like I'm just butchering him. You need to hear him deliver him. But uh, <laughs> I, like I said before, he was... I'm not just going to say he was fearless, but literally... To their face, he would make these jokes. He wouldn't make these jokes about stars behind their back. He would do it to their face. Everyone from the president, like we said, to the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles famously showed up at one of his gigs one time. They didn't really know who he was. And uh, so he went to town on them. And I don't know if they liked it or not. I have no idea. But, uh, so he was fearless. And this is when the Beatles were huge. <laughs> so he didn't care.
1: No, he did not. Uh, that's... That's amazing. How do you you know? How could you imagine going to something like that? Uh, this, Don, this Don Rickles guy, you know, these Beatles, these are all happy, nice promoting guys, and then Don Rickles just rips into you for an entire set. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I bet he had a field day. <laughs> it's balls though, balls, the balls, uh, and we know how his style of comedy was. I think I I like to find this and see what he exactly said <laughs> because he probably just tore into them uh, about stuff they didn't even know about oh god so good yeah for sure for sure but is that it is that all we got all we got for today yep okay excellent now let's finish up this episode with uh the impact of don rickles on pop culture today
3: hey ham look i'm picasso
0: I don't
3: get it. You uncultured swine? What are you looking at, you
0: hockey puck?
1: All right, so things have def- – we already said it. You know, the way comedy is allowed to be, uh, it's definitely changed from the ways, you know, the older days that Don Rickles, you know, used to perform. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, just – i guess the heart the work ethic I, I i think would be would be one to admire uh you see a lot of comedians nowadays they transcend more than just stand-up comedy and not just you know it, it's not every one of them it's not every single one of them but you see a lot like they'll do stand-up comedies and they'll find themselves in movie roles and uh you know just just other regular jobs all that you know often uh you know, they find ways to keep busy. I think that might be one of the, the biggest things. Uh, but I mean, nobody, nobody will dare to go back to his, his, excuse me, comedy stand up style. I don't think it wouldn't be allowed. I, I think just the, uh, the, the way culture is today. I just don't, I, he wouldn't have fit in. He would have got buried, you know, unfortunately uh, if he would try anything like that, you know, if he was, Thirty four, you know, forty years later, how you know, however, maybe if he's still trying to do that gimmick nowadays, it just wouldn't have worked. Uh, it's and that that might be to me that I think that's what his biggest impact on pop pop culture is. I, it, he just yeah, just hardworking dude, hardworking dude, great work ethic.
2: Yeah, that's the hard part here is uh, from his era, his comedy was groundbreaking. Uh, today, a lot of it, like I said before, doesn't necessarily age well. Um, you know, some, you know, it's just like any comedy. Though there's comedies that I love that uh, even from like ten years ago, then I'll go back and watch them, and it will say a certain word, and I'll cringe a little bit. Uh, right, right. But it doesn't mean I don't love the, the the entire film. I just maybe that one part, and I'm like, Ugh, you know, uh, <laughs> Don Rickles. I think has a, is a huge influence. There's still insult comedians out there, um, but I think in today's era, it's a lot tougher to be one of those. Like it's really, I mean, Rickles was very ballsy, and he's a big influence uh, for sure. Uh, even the people who aren't insult comedians, but those who are, like uh, Anthony Jelsenek, I'll just throw him out there. It's what I'm just thinking of off the top of my head. Uh, man, they're really taking some risk <laughs> in today's in today's age. Uh, because, uh, you know, for better or for worse, we'll quote unquote, cancel people, you know, for certain things. So, um, I kind of think it helped him a little bit that, uh, he was such a legend for a long time. So even when he was older, he could kind of get away with some stuff. Uh, you know, it, right. Right. I and mean, let's be honest that uh, depending on who you are, you can kind of get away with things more than other people, depending on who you are. Uh, that's true. This, that's this true. is, a, this isn't any type of field. This isn't just comedy. Uh, but it's, I do think though, because like I said, I was watching this YouTube video and it had all kinds of different comedians. It had everybody from, uh, Chris Rock to Sarah Silverman talking about how much of an influence he was on them. Um, and I still to this day, cause I used to listen to the open Anthony show well, it was when it was big back in the, um, early two thousands. And, uh, Jim Norton was a comedian that I really liked and he was a, he was, and still is a giant. Don Rickles fan, and they would have him in studio, and this is when he was older, obviously. And that dude was one of the was the quick was the quickest in the room, and that's saying something because there's some quick people in that room, some really funny, ridiculously funny people who were really quick to insult each other in that room, and he was ahead of all of them, even at his later age. Uh, so that to me just really shows what he's one of the one of those once in a lifetime type of talents when it comes to something. Uh, and yeah. i don't think he'll ever be forgotten by the comedy community at least i hope not um because i think there's a lot you can learn from him even if you don't like his comedy which is understandable uh his work ethic like you said before should be admired uh he never really quit working and he really pushed himself and that should say something his the fact that he's on so many TV shows uh he was on uh he was on so many Talk shows. Uh, he had his own show. Uh, you know, this guy was more than just an insult comedian. He was a lot more than that. And if I was lucky enough or brave enough, I really should say, to do stand up comedy, I would certainly look to his career for some influence for sure. And I'm sure a lot of them do
1: today. Oh, I'm sh- uh, 100%. I-, I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, definitely a life worth living. Uh, I think. That that's the most admirable thing. He were, I, I think another amazing thing too is that his you know he stayed with his wife throughout the entire yeah over fifty process, years. They you know? were married for over fifty over years. over fifty years. That doesn't happen in Hollywood. That barely, hap- that, barely that barely happens. It ever. barely happens in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 a st- it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I think that that's admirable on its own too. Yes, for um, sure. You know to make all that work, but man, what a saint uh, she has to good. be too. If you
2: think about that, his oh, wife. Oh god, to put up with so much.
1: Man, what a <laughs> what a saint. Bless, bless her soul. Bless yeah. her soul. Um, yeah, you'd have to be. You'd have to be. <laughs> too funny, but uh, yeah, that's Don Rickles. That's our Don Rickles episode. Johnny gets choice next week. Johnny, what's uh, what do we got to look for? Or not next week? I'm sorry, next time, Johnny. What do we have like to look forward to next time? Well, I'm glad you asked, Vern. Uh,
2: next time, Vern, we're going to talk about Ernest P. Worrell, one of my all-time favorite characters ever, and I'll fight anybody who who mocks him. So we're going <laughs> to talk about uh, Jim Varney uh, and Ernest P. Worrell, the character that made him super famous. Uh, we're going to get into his life a little bit. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm probably going to watch a couple of Ernest movies, too, just to have an excuse to do so.
1: Yeah, it's a good reason. I'll probably yeah. watch some highlights and this and that. But, no, I'm here for it. That's going to be great. I, I love the theme, bud. I love the theme. Uh, but that does it for us here at Retro Pop. Thank you so much on behalf of Johnny and I uh, for your continued support on the show. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks for some Jim Varney. Thanks for listening, you hockey pucks.